0: Ephesians 6 verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so we're to be praying and we're to pray always. And then he says to pray with all prayer. And one version says with all kinds of prayer. Another version says with all manner of prayer. We know that there's different kinds of prayer. And if you try to use all the, the same rules on, on every, if you pray the same way about everything, you're going to miss it a million miles. Hallelujah. Cause there's different ways to pray about different things. Amen. And so, um, hallelujah. So we pray with all kinds of prayer. We pray with all manner of prayer and there's different ways to pray. Uh, turn to Mark 11:24. 24. We're going to talk about prayer tonight, but in a different way than we ever have that I know of in this church. And, uh, uh, just being led by the Spirit today, or actually all this week as we were preparing, I was, I was preparing for this and even visited with Pastor about it last night, hallelujah, and was up in the night last night praying in the Holy Ghost. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And so uh when we pray, we pray. We're to so pray about the things we desire. If you're desiring something, don't just stand there like a dummy. Hallelujah! If you're desiring something, you need to pray about it. Whatsoever things we de- you, we we desire or ye desire, uh. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so when we pray, we believe that we receive them and those things come to pass. And we proved it over and over in this church corporately. And I know we proved it over and over in our lives that these scriptures work. But if it didn't work for us, it's still the word of God and it's work. it works. James, James chapter 4 verse 2. James 4 verse 2, y- ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. And that's the part we're focused on is bu- the last part of that verse. Ye have not because ye ask not. Well, let's say this, not here. Not at Word of Life Church. Hallelujah. We, we're master askers. How many of you remember pastor series? The master asker. Hallelujah. We're master askers. God's not ever gonna be able to say to us, Well, you could well, you know, I guess we could not ask for enough or limit God in some way, but he's not gonna say, Well, you just never ask me for anything, because we're asking, aren't we? As we grow and as the spirit moves and as we progress along, you can lose sight of things. And lose sight of what you originally intended to get done and what you originally intended to do. You know, if you're building a fence, now my grandfather was a rancher, so I know more about building fences, barbed wire fences, and so forth than probably some of you do. But you put a post in the ground, and uh, then you, you know, and then I don't know how many feet they go between them, but you put another post, and you stretch barbed wire, three strands usually of barbed wire between those posts, and then every time you put a post in the ground, you, in other words, okay, we got a post here and we got a post here. Now my third post, I don't measure from this post. I go, always go back to the first post. Cause if I don't pretty soon, I'm going to have a crooked fence. I'm going to, I'm going to get off track. And you know, people build, I know in our neighborhood, they build houses and then people, you know, a lot of times build their own fence and sometimes they even hire it done and whew. Be careful who you hire to build your fence. We get some of those pitiful looking fence. Pastor, you know, now he's the kind that he, he, he's got to have a, one of those little, what do you call that? Level. He's got to have a level to hang a picture this big, you know. I mean, he's particular about these things. So he points out to me all the wavy fences in our neighborhood. And you know, we got a lot of them. So that, you know, they do that because they don't go back to their first post. Hallelujah. And so you go back to your first post. Hallelujah. And in the church, we have to keep going back to the first post and say, what do, what is it that we want this church to be? Well, my heart, the, my, the top thing in my heart is that we would be a church of love. I have been in churches before and I've even been in my own church where you, where you don't even enjoy going to your own church because people aren't walking in love and people aren't loving, loving. I like for us to all be in love with one another. I like for us to not only love the people that are coming in, we need, but you know, we'll never love them that are coming in if we don't love each other. And so I want, I want to be a church of love. I, the Bible says love never fails. If we get love in here, God will just honor it. He'll just flat honor it if we'll love one another, care about each other, how, you know, uh, take care of each other. Amen? So that's my first heart. My second thing that I want this church to be is a church of unity. Now, I've been in churches, you have too, where there was division and there was schism. I believe there's nothing more uncomfortable. And I want to be a church of unity. In Psalms 103, it says that, uh, Behold and how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And he says, and then he goes on to say, There God commands the blessing. I'm telling you, when you stay in unity, God commands a blessing on that people. And Because we're in unity here, and we are as far as I know, when you're in unity and you stay in unity, God commands a blessing. So we're operating under the commanded blessing at Word of Life Church. And if you're at unity at your house, you're operating under the commanded blessing. And if you're not, if there's division among you, you need to get rid of it. Humble thyself. Okay, the third thing is excellence excellence. I have always wanted to be a church of excellence. I want to be a church of excellence not only just in cleanliness in the church and it looking nice and being beautiful, but in the way we minister, that we are ministers of excellence. In Daniel 6.3, it says that Daniel, that an excellent spirit was in him and he was desired above all others. I think people are amazed when they come to a church that's excellent. I'm kind of amazed when I go to one that isn't. But in our traveling, we have seen lots of unexcellence. I mean, you know, we've gone into churches where there was uh, piano books and music piled all around the floor on the stage, around the piano. Y'all ever seen any of those? Hallelujah. And my pet peeve is piles. I mean, the other night I came into church and I was like, who did this? Who did it? And it was Pastor <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. But there was a box sitting up against the wall. And I mean, we just don't even believe for one service to have a box sitting out. And so there's a box sitting in the hospitality room. And I thought, I don't care whose this is. They may look for it till Jesus comes back. But I opened the door to that cabinet, shoved it in it just to hide it, you know. And so I found out later it was pastor. I had to repent. But amen. It's because we want excellence. and Hallelujah. We don't want a bunch of junk piled around. So we want excellence in the church. And then the fourth thing that my heart is in my heart for the church to have is progress. And Psalm 115, 14 says, The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. And I know that's talking about financial increase, praise God. And I claim that. But it's also we want spiritual increase. I, it's more important to me that we grow spiritually, that we that we mature, than it is that we even grow in number. I'm not willing to pay any price for numbers. I'm really not. And that's what's in my heart is I want us to make progress. I want us to grow. I want us to mature. I want us to be stronger next year than we were this year. Hallelujah. I want us to know more. I want us to be able to pray more effectively. I want our faith to work better. I want us to be able to get healing manifest in our own lives and in our children to a greater degree and quicker. Jesus got instant manifestations. That's where we're headed. That's where we're going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you're not there yet yourself, don't criticize somebody else for not being there. Amen. But we're going that way. That is our goal. Progress. Growth, maturity. And the fivefold ministry was sent that you until for the maturing of the saints. Amen? That's what we're here for. With all of that in mind, I want to talk to you about some things I am praying about. I hope you have a pencil and paper so that you can remember to pray about these things that I'm praying about because uh, I need your prayers and I need your agreement and Pastor needs your prayer and agreement with them. And him and I are both on the same page. We went over every one of these last night see if we're on the same page. So get in agreement with me. Amos 3.3 3 says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? And, of course, the answer is no. And so it's like, unless I tell you these things, how will you ever know to believe for these things with me? Why? Because you just won't. And so you'll just wander around thinking, well, I don't know what, where the church is, what they want, and what they expect, and, and what, what the vision is. But you'll know after and tonight a good part of some of these things, Okay. And so the first thing is about vision. And somebody told me the other day, I really see this church growing. I hope you see that. That's what she said. to me. And I said, well, yeah, I see 5,000. And she said, oh, I'm so glad. You need to know what we're believing for, what we feel like God has said for us to lay hold of with our faith is 5,000 people attending Word of Life Church. Now, now we've been busy for several years just laying the foundation that could contain that. Because to have 5,000 people and to be all these other things that we've just talked about takes a strong foundation and takes uh, leaders that are trained and are on the same page with you and they're in unity with you and know your heart so things don't begin to buckle. You can build a building without a foundation, but the Bible says when the wind blows, it'll all collapse. But if you're the bigger the building that you're going to build, the deeper the foundation that you have to dig amen so when you begin to pray about 5,000 people it necessitates that you pray about some other things now uh, we believe and Mark Brzee taught us many years ago to pray things out in advance not to wait till you have a need to start praying for something like for instance you know if uh, if you know let's just say you know in three years you're going to get married well go don't wait till the day you are going to say I do and say you know we really all think about a house no, you can go ahead and start uh, young people to believe for that now, to believe for a house. Hallelujah. If you're in high school and uh, they, they can go ahead and when they're a freshman in high school, start believing how to pay for college. You know, most of them don't even think about that till they, the, the spring of their senior year. And some of them wait around even, well, you know, the scholarships are all given away now. Well, they, hallelujah. Well, parents, don't let them wait until the spring of their senior year. Start them on their freshman year in high school. Start them in eighth grade. Man, I've been believing for my kids' spouses when they were little. I was saying, my children shall never be unequally yoked with anyone who is inconsistent with the faith. Hallelujah. And it stirred them around, stirred Colin, especially around some mighty weird folks. Hallelujah. If we're going to talk about 5,000 people, we better start believing for buildings. We better start believing for parking really right now, not tomorrow. We need to believe for parking. We need to have a plan of God for parking right now. So parking, y'all believe with me for parking. Amen. Offices. Offices would make more space. And hallelujah, we don't even have sufficient offices for what we're doing now. But offices would make more space for people like musicians and stuff and uh, things like that. And then believe with me for what Steve Sampson prophesied, property to be given. When the prophet speaks a word, we need to start speak. See, the prophet speaks to us, or actually God speaks to us through the prophet. God speaks to us, but he expects us to speak that back. He gives it He speaks it to us, so we'll speak it back. Hallelujah. And then what does he do? He hastens over his word to perform it. Amen? And so we're believing and we're confessing. We say, thank you, Lord, for the property that's being given to Word of Life Church. And thank you, Lord, that you're expediting that. And thank you, Lord, that... um, that the, the function and purpose of this property is clearly known, because that's what he said. And you can do this. Listen, folks, you don't have to go into some deep prayer cave and spend three hours. You can be driving down the road and just speak these things out of your mouth. as they come. If it comes in your mind, open your mouth. And then outreach. Hallelujah. On my heart, and one thing that Pastor and I have been praying about for several years, talk to some of you about it so you know this, is about outreach. And the thing that really ministered to our heart several years ago was a outreach called Servant Evangelism. And some of you may have heard of that. You know, the Lord spoke to me not too long ago, and he said you've taken this church as far as you can go without help. But I said, no, 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 Lord, we could. And he said, well, no, you could start some things, but you can't maintain them without help because it takes work to maintain things. And what servant evangelism is, it is showing the love of God in a practical way. It's not going out door knocking, and, but what it is, it's just going out and serving people. And one thing that they've done is like when it's raining, just carry umbrellas at Walmart for people. And people are like amazed. Why would you do this for me? Let's move on. So you're informed about that. The one of the things you know that's big, 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 big on my heart is prayer. And I've always wanted us to be a house of prayer. Jesus said uh, that we would be called a house of prayer. And he's talking not only to us as the temple of the Holy Ghost, of course, individually, that we're a house of prayer, but also that corporately we're a house of prayer. And to tell you the truth, we've done some good in prayer, and we've had some good prayer times, and we've had some good prayer things going. God, he told us through the prophet, the ministry had progressed according to his will. And, and, you know, you, you think about those things as a pastor and like, I hope we're making, and he's the, the Lord was pleased. He was progressing according to his will and his timetable. But there's so much more that we could do in prayer. And it's my heart that we do that. And so the prayer groups is one of the things that is in in my heart that. And then I don't know when or, but y'all be praying with me about prayer. Sometimes you got to pray about prayer. And prayer days, there's something in my heart about prayer days, having days at the church where, I don't know, we just have days where they're designated for prayer and people come and go and I don't know exactly, but that's in my heart. And pre-service prayer, what I call united prayer. Now it's different than the prayer I led. I led prayer for two about two years here and I did it according to prayer groups, how you would lead a, a corporate prayer group that learns to flow together. And learns to to even anticipate each other. It takes a lot of time to do that. It takes more than two years. But we did we made headway on that. This is gonna be united prayer. Acts four twenty four says they lifted their voices together with one mind to God. Amen. Lifted up their voices together. And so this is just gonna be coming in and uh And somebody giving you, it's not going to be you over in this corner praying about your sister and you over in this corner praying about you. You can, folks. It's going to be lifting up your voice in one accord, but it's not going to be sitting around a table and listening to each other so much as just everybody getting in there and and getting to praying. Then let's move on. Now, let's move on to ladies and men's ministries. Everybody say praise God. Hallelujah. Nobody's more glad than me. Hallelujah. One thing we need to be believing for, and Pastor and I are, is the men are quickly outgrowing Johnny Race. So, and they, hallelujah. So, we all believe with us, for we know what to do, and, and God provides something. Would you believe that that's one of the few places in town that we can actually go that the price is not, is Good, you know, and I know that Ruby Tuesdays has room, but you got to have t- guaranteed 25, and there's other people, and, and, and uh, Brother Matt, called, Daniel calls Ryan's the hog trough, and Hallelujah, like, you just don't want to have your men's meeting at the hog trough, do you? How, like. No, I'm just kidding, but he did call it that once. You know, if you tell us something, it's subject to coming out at the pulpit. Okay, so going on. Usher's Greeting, Greeters and Bookstore. Uh, need to upgrade. Everybody say upgrade. upgrade. Uh, we need the ushers. We need more faithful. This in the ushers more consistent on the ushers. Now I'm being real nice to you compared to the nursery ministers. So, but I want to tell you something. Y'all need to be earlier and on time better. This is a ministry of excellence, and it's not always reflected that good in the ushers ministry and dress to usher and so forth. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to serve God. And the same with bookstore. I mean, they need to be on time. The bookstore is expanding. I want to announce to you that starting Sunday, there's going to be mini books. We got a new mini book rack. It came in this week. It's not been assembled, I don't think. And uh, it's full of mini books. I've handpicked them myself. Faith, healing, lots of things about faith and healing. I didn't put anything in there. We didn't need to know. I mean, they want to sell you things that wouldn't sell to... a zillion years we're not going to have a lot of big books because uh, i'm let me tell you why because you'd probably order them from amazon and they can get them cheaper and we can get them so just go ahead and order the big ones from amazon but you it's not cost effective to order a mini book from amazon because you gotta pay shipping on a little bitty mini book so we're gonna have mini books and we'll have a few healing books and stuff so forth so bookstores expanding so other things we're believing for prosperity school we're believing for a healing school or healing center or something. You know, we have been out there on that water and know what it takes now, and so but that's still in our heart. Business center, that's something that's in our heart. That's a, that, that's a place where you can come where people can come and learn about Godly business, how to, have, how to be godly in their business and how to be uh, faith in, in faith in their business and how to you know, we have that in our heart. Angel food's still in our heart. God could take it out but he hadn't totally ripped it out yet. We loved angel food. We did not stop because we didn't love it. We loved it. We believe it's a good thing to do a service to your community. We don't believe it's a an evangel a, a strong... It's not a good evangelistic tool, but it's a real good uh, get-to-know-you tool, and it's a real good... Uh, and every church ought to be of service to their community. Do something for the community. And so that's why we like it. But I have informed pastor... That he cannot do angel food. Now, this is his wife talking, not, you know, the wife can boss. I'm in the church, he's in, well, you know, I just have to, you know, have to, wives, you have to put your foot down sometimes about some things. And I just said, till you have a man on staff, you can't do it. Or you have to get you a new wife. <laughs> Kevin's getting scared here. Hallelujah. And uh, he's like, mm. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the right thing to say, but. You got to protect your husband's wife. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm protecting him. And uh, I, that, and I told him, you can't build no more buildings yourself. I said, the next building we build, you tell them to lay the keys right there on the counter when they finish the thing. Amen. Y'all hold me to this. Hold, hold me to this, okay? Don't let me, okay? Y'all going to make me accountable to stick with this? Okay. Whew. Man. Okay, and then pray with me about special speakers and special meetings. Anytime we have a special speaker coming in, we start announcing it way in advance. That's not so you can get excited as much as would y'all. Y'all need to pray with us about these meetings. If y'all are praying and drawing, we'll get further. We'll get more done. And, you know, we are so particular about who we have in. Y'all may not realize it. But, and and we just, (laughs) this may sound ugly, but... um, when god calls a man to be in the traveling ministry he doesn't call him and say now you go travel to other churches so they can support you and make you a living and 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 help you no he says no you go travel and go to other churches and help them and so we divide the sheep from the goats and if they don't come in and want to help you if they came in to help themselves They don't come back to Word of Life Church. They don't. And here's our rule. You either leave a deposit. I mean, when you come, you better be prayed up and you better leave a deposit. Now, we've had ministers, even in Texas, I remember this one, that the whole time they're there, they're talking on the phone book in the next meeting. It's like, you better not. You better be you better be ministering and praying and helping you and you had not just helping the church, but helping the pastor and helping us get to the next place. And we have some marvelous people. You may not understand why we have everybody we have, but bless God, some of them just flat help us. Amen. Hallelujah. They just help us. And I just love them when they're low maintenance and everything pleases them. And they're so grateful for anything you do for them. And you know they're not on the take. They're on the they're on the giving side. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And I tell you, Brother Ross is just a prince. Yes. He is Prince Charming, as far as I'm concerned. And Joe Morris is his brother. Prince Charming's brother. And David Ellis was awesome. He was so he and he's Steve Sampson. I'm just doing everything he can do for you. Everything, you know, and you know, we wanna do for them too. We're not saying we don't, but y'all y'all understand what I'm saying. Amen. Uh, uh, so believe with us and believe that we have the right people scheduled that believe with us in advance. That's what we're believing for. Now you see all this stuff I've told you tonight, and I'm winding down. This is too much for one person to carry, like me or pastor or both of us, even two people to carry. Because in addition to this, we need to be praying about the needs of the people. We truly we lift up your needs. You know, when we know you have a need, we lift you up. And then we keep you covered. You know, we're always pleading the blood of Jesus over our members and just praying for them to be increased, to be blessed, to prosper. We're always praying God prosper you financially, you know. And so so we've got that. And then we have the individual services to pray for. And then we have our own family that we have to keep covered and keep prayed up because uh, grandmothers' prayers are powerful. I walked in safety, and i did I walked apart from rebellion strictly on my grandmother 's prayers and so hallelujah they 're powerful, so we have to do that and our government and leaders, we all have to be praying for that, and the war in iraq and it 's like you can see there god we got to have some help folks, all this stuff to pray and believe for, plus all those other things need to be we need we 're responsible to help pray for those soldiers, amen, like one person said whether they come home alive or dead depends on... uh, God says in Ezekiel, He said, I sought for an intercessor. And I found none. And when He finds none, when you find somebody that has a terrible accident in their family, and somebody's dead, that's too young to die, listen to me. You may not like this, but it's the truth. God always sought for an intercessor. He always found none. People were too busy or too didn't know how to pray didn't know enough, amen, didn't know enough, or just got too busy, hallelujah, he always sought, say he's he's always a good God, he always looks for an intercessor, hallelujah, I don't want him to say, well, you know, I looked for an intercessor in the Billings family, I didn't find one, and he goes back, he don't just look right now, he goes back generations, that means there hadn't been an intercessor for generations in that family, now, I'm not saying there hadn't been somebody praying, but they didn't know how to pray, you know, what I'm saying because I know my grandmother before she died prayed me through some things that happened to me after she was gone because she came to me one day and said Debbie I'm concerned about you and 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 I'm just and 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 God had shown her sickness and and uh he had shown her sickness and I said Granny I'm fine I'm fine. And, you know, I had an appointment with the doctor. That's been several years ago. And, and, and I said, so, but I'm going to the doctor, and I'll have a checkup. I'm having a checkup. Well, good, good, because she, she, she didn't even know she was praying way in advance, years in advance. And, uh, <clears throat> and by, I'm, Granny, I'm fine. The doctor said everything's fine. But, you know, when we moved to Birmingham, symptoms tried to come on my body. And, you know, I re- God reminded me. You know, Granny already prayed all that out. Hallelujah. So, Granny and Grandma and Mama, you be that intercessor. So, we got a lot to pray about, folks. Hallelujah. So, we need your help. And many, many of us working together, you just driving down the road and remembering these things, these things coming to your mind and you speaking. Hallelujah. That's all it takes. It's not, it's not hours and hours and hours. Sometimes there's, there's things that take hours, but most of this stuff is not hours and hours and hours. Amen. Y'all stand up with me. Praise God. Thank God I didn't feel one fiery dart.